0: From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. I will not stand for it. I I I cannot abide. The dude does not abide uh that kind of on-court display. Uh
1: Coco's lost in Naomi. Why do you ruin every joke?
0: <laughs> you ruin
1: every you ruin my life, really. Is what started started ruining the podcast. I was trying to think of something you couldn't possibly be talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That whole situation. What is this? We're competing. We're trying to beat each other. Oh, it's one of the greatest moments in sports history. I Coach. thought you were going to fall for it and go with oh, Nick Kyrgios. Method Did you watch
0: F. the Kyrgios uh, Rublev match?
1: I think I fell asleep, but yeah, I tried to. That was the mo- That was what everybody wanted. The Kyrgios that was serious. How fun was that? It was the most boring match ever. <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, it not was awful. It was not. It, it was, was if good. He'd, if he'd won the second, it was good tennis. But if he'd won the second set, it would have been way, way more interesting.
0: Well, at one point he said, I don't want to play anymore. And then somebody tweeted that out and then I retweeted, we don't want him to either. (laughs) And that got a bunch of retweets or whatever things
1: are called. So I enjoyed that. Well, and I don't think I was, I think I was more upset about how good the match on the next court was that we couldn't watch. Um, So that
0: was something else. Somebody sent out, I think it was the tennis podcast sent out a, a, uh, he calls it a pole vault. A poll get it it's <laughs> <Yeah>. a pun <laughs> it, and it's a track and field pun not even a tennis yeah, pun um and it was about you know who's gonna win whatever that other match and i, I replied to the tweet and said i don't know ES, and i added espn i said i don't know at espn won't switch over <laughs> and that got some likes and retweets or whatever they're called
1: because it was it was absurd it what? was absurd well, I've, we've talked about this before, less specifically, but I have a new rule with tennis that anybody is up two sets to love, that match should be off immediately.
0: Unless, and then come back to yeah, it, that's if, fine. if they get up 3-0, right.
1: a break. Yeah, I, that I don't mind, but I mean, I would have bet my light, well, maybe not because it's curious, but I there's no way that Kyrgios is coming back to win that. After two. Just the way he looked and didn't care. And right. He's not known as a battler till the end, you know. Right. So I'm like, and they did actually switch over. I was surprised because yes. I figured they would ride that to the end, like they did Federer-Goffin today, which was a joke. That was also a joke, and they played that till the last point because we so got to see Federer so win. Who was playing at the same time? It was
0: Monfils, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shove yeah, it yeah. All which was that was a very exciting match, and, it, and it's funny because the second they switched over, I could feel the tension in my living room, right, like go down. Because it was just like, what is this moron going to do as I'm watching Kyrios? Yeah, and then you switch over and you're watching Monfils, who can tank from time to time, or yeah. you know, kind of lose interest, but he's not completely disrespectful. Um, and oh, by the way, and that's not a race based thing because I think Medvedev is an idiot too. By the <laughs> way,
1: an equal, equally an idiot, and he should be fined. Uh, he did. He got. Oh, good. It was pretty. Much, it was like seven thousand dollars. It was something tiny.
0: Right, but Kyrios got that same yeah. fine
1: just like 27 times. He's actually been fined Medvedev all three rounds of the tournament. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, they're not talking about him. They talk about Kyrios, you know, but Kyrios' fines are bigger, but still. Well, Kyrios doesn't know what he wants to do. It
0: looks like Medvedev said, I'm out. I'm just going to be the villain. Right. And he was just like, he was trolling the crowd at the end. He was like, hey, it was you that got me through. And what he meant was, your booing
1: got me through. He doesn't care. Which I loved that. That was like Dirty the Russian. nature boy Rick Ric Flair I mean, I'm sorry. If there's any Russians out there, I apologize. <laughs> um, but he backpedaled in the press conference. He's like, well, I just my emotions got the best of me. I shouldn't have said that. I got a lot of work to do to myself. And yeah, because his coaching staff got to him and he chomped out. Well, how did they not get to him before the interview? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Or even in the middle of the interview, because he kept on going, weren't they yelling over like, shut up, <laughs> like Sh- don't say anything else. Yeah, nobody knows what shut up in Russian is. Uh, I say, it was a great back and forth seeing the, the psychologist on the sidelines taking notes as it always happened. Right. That was hilarious.
0: And, and, you know, please, let's add to the, to the misery of somebody on court by having a,
1: <laughs> them getting, you know, therapy in the <laughs> middle of a match. But no, before we started, I said the tournament is over for me. And I just think that we lost... Literally every charismatic player in one day. Um, and it makes me have low. I, I thought the first week was great, but now, we have low expectations for week two. Now, the reason you said that is because we're talking about the men's <laughs> uh, tournament this segment. Well, I think both. But oh, yes, I see. But curious, I'm not going to say Isner's charismatic, but to me, all the players that potentially could have beaten the big three are all out now.
0: You are completely out of your mind. <laughs> You don't think the way that Rubilev is playing, he could take out
1: somebody? Uh, he looks really good. But he really does. He will grind a doll for two sets, and then that'll be over, or two and a half.
0: So, uh, here's what I want to know. Who is this new young guy we missed? Um, I thought I followed tennis pretty well, but this new guy, Um, let me see how you pronounce his <laughs> name. Dimey? Dimitrov? Dimitrov. He must be. Oh, Dimitrov. A, he must be an up-and-comer. Dimitrov. Yeah, he's really doing something. Never seen him before. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, but doesn't he play Federer next? Well, listen. He's baby Federer, and so maybe it's time for the
1: old man to be over the hill. And uh, <laughs> That's what we've been wanting for years. But so, I mean, the first week went about as well as it could, except for the, all the young players losing first round besides that. We've had a lot of great matches. You mean exactly as it should go, <laughs> as expected?
0: Except for Zverev. I, I must say... I was both happy and disappointed that Zer- Zverev was still in. Well, he may the, be out by the
1: time this airs. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I don't want him to fail, per se, but at the same time, it proves my point every time he does, and he has quite often,
1: right, proved my point. Why well, just? What I don't understand is why he cannot win an easy match. Like it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Hey, ask Boris Becker, because I think based on his tweets and retweets of his tweets and comments about his tweets, I think he agrees with the podcast. Hashtag, (laughs) a week (laughs) is Well,
1: we definitely don't have any evidence against that in this tournament. I sent
0: him uh, a tweet and he hasn't responded.
1: So I really wanted to come into the show and say we've had a complete role reversal. All the top women are still in and all the top, a lot of the top men are out. And then today happened. <laughs> well, and then that made it harder yeah,
0: but again, we have to just strike about we're not talking about the women, so get forget it we'll talk about that <laughs> later. remind me of that point when we get to the women um so yeah, so i I, I think our mid u s open uh recap slash preview for the second week on the men's side anyway should have a heavy dose of who can stop the big three? That's, you know what I mean? That's really, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm not, I wouldn't put money against Warinka, I'll
1: tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I would love that, obviously. I will say, at least Djokovic, will, if he wins, he will have earned his path, assuming Medvedev wins. Right. He'll go to Warinka, Medvedev, Federer, Nadal. I mean, you can't say he didn't earn it. Or, or this new Demi Trove. <laughs> Demi Trove. Um, but... You know, there was so much intrigue in the first week with Djokovic's injury all of a sudden and Federer losing a set two matches in a row. It was like, man, what's, how's this going to end up? And then like it got to like the fourth or fifth day and it was like, oh, the same as it always does.
0: Right. Well, I, you know, in the bottom half on paper looks certainly easier for Nadal. Certainly he doesn't have one of the one of the big three besides himself.
1: Um, I really wanted Nadal and Isner. I've been wanting that match for so long in a slam.
0: Yeah, but Chilich is better.
1: Yeah, but he, he didn't look like himself when he beat isner i mean he beat isner so that says something but by the way the one set that was not a tiebreak, isner
0: won it that's right.
1: weird he did that a lot this time well, i think there's one that was seven five but whatever but he to me the reason i say that is chilich is way more breakable than isner and right that's a problem because i don't see either of them breaking at all but at least isner can hold every time and they go to tie breaks and then who knows what happens i don't see chilich being able to hold every time
0: but it well, yeah, but that only works if it's three,
1: yeah, straight tie breaks, <laughs> and that's it, right? And maybe only two. Yeah, I mean, e- either of them are going to be an underdog. If Chilich could play like he did, obviously, you know, he was making the Wimbledon final and winning the U.S. Open. I think that would be a really interesting match. It still could be. But. So
0: well, so we have Djokovic, Wawrinka, and I think that's a real up in the air. I mean, Medvedev. You know, Koffer, Kopfer, Kiepfer,
1: whatever, German something, whatever. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, I saw him in person in January, not Kiefer Sutherland, uh, oh. Dominic <laughs> Kopfer. Oh, gotcha. Well, how do you know?
0: It was both. <laughs> um, oh, no, their names are like there. Never mind. Never mind. You got me. Um, so that one, you know, but Medvedev, I, I don't look at him as... As uh, one of these chumps from the next gen, he's
1: you know he's yeah. a next next genner, and so we're waiting to find out what they're about. But I think we're seeing a little bit of what you prophesied, which is three out of five sets is a whole different yes. for him because he's looked shaky in every fourth set. He's a big he's fella. Played. He's a big how he fella. came back from cramping to win uh, the following set. I have no idea. Um, but the yeah. hair. <laughs> it was I forgot it was the booze of the crowd. That's how. Yes. Um, that does help. I'm sure. But don't, didn't you like that as a fan? Obviously stupid as hell for him as a player, someone who's trying to make a living, you know, sponsors and all that. I don't think he is going to get any U.S. sponsors. (laughs) Any like, they weren't even booting that hard today. I was pretty shocked. Yeah. But that video will go around long enough and. It'll it'll, you know, hurt. But like you said, yeah. Well, he's also he's not getting that many.
0: He's 12. Right. So I think a lot of it can be excused because he's young and whatever. And Russian, you know, how they are.
1: Sorry. Again, once again, <laughs> I apologize again to my Russian listeners. Um, but if he I guess if he wins today and does an interview on court and it's conciliatory, then maybe it'll all be better.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I think it's a little selfish of us to want him to be the villain for our own benefit, right. because he, you got to think
1: the pressure's enough out there. He, he doesn't need to be hated. Well, and I, what annoys me about it is I don't think he was telling the truth. Like, I don't think that he played better because they were booing him. Right. Uh, he might have been more intense. But Which helps. Over the long haul, that doesn't help you as a player. What well, if you lose energy and you're down? Yeah. That certainly can help boost, boost you up. I mean...
0: Um, I, the reason I know that is from PlayStation Hockey. If you win a fight, all your whole team's energy goes up.
1: So it must be real, right? But Djokovic has talked about that for years. How you know the fans booing him motivates him, but at the same time he complains about it. You know all the time. So I think it's a double edged sword. He just wants to be loved. But we do have the top four men still left, so that is something.
0: Well, I don't think there is a fourth top man. We've had that discussion, so... Um, One
1: team was officially the fourth seed who went out with a whimper.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, who is the fourth best? Murray? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... I mean, look, you got Medvedev and Zverev are five and six. Right. Nobody would accuse Zverev of being a top ten player... No. ...during Grand
1: Slam time. And Medvedev, it's probably way too early to say he's top f- five going into a slam... I mean, I have no hope for Monfis. All he's doing is giving me false hope.
0: Yeah, what a great match, though. I that and there, there's a perfect example of how I say the short term versus the long term. Talking about Curios, yeah, they had the Curios match on one court, and he was acting a fool. Uh, well, he wasn't actually, right. but normally, you know. And so you're looking for that, and you're waiting, and the tensions there. I don't like that. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying. I don't have a great feeling watching it. And big deal, he gets way into the uh, inside-out forehand corner and smacks forehands right. for winners. Whoopity do! One out of five or four. Whoopity
1: do! Well, and I think. Well, of, and he had a thousand aces. And he was hitting aces in a row. Whoopity do! That's because he didn't care. Well, you know what I was thinking when I was watching him. I'm like, this is John Isner, <laughs> right? And if I was coaching him. Well, I would say blast every ball in the return because he wasn't gonna break ever. I think he had one or two break chances the whole match. Yeah. I would say why not just blast it because especially when you're down two sets, you know you're not gonna battle five sets by rallying. So I didn't understand. He's not. No, right. I don't understand would, the yeah. strategy for him. On his service games, of course you know so, the strategy.
0: So what you're presuming
1: <laughs> is that
0: any level of coaching matters at any time. Right. Much less Small details during a grand slam match that he's down two sets to
1: none. I don't think, I don't think you could have gotten through his skull with a <laughs> hammer at that point. Well, and what's funny is I don't know that had he won the second set, there would have been any different reaction. He really didn't seem to care one way or the other. Like you never saw like a dejection on his face when he right. lost a point or game or set. It was just like, I'm out here. It'll it was sort of, it was, like,
0: it, it was more resignation. You yeah. know, because a lot of times when he's in a match, He'll give the old good shot, right? Because I think, I think um, there was an inside-out backhand passing shot at one point, and it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was threading the needle, and and he actually, and Kyrios actually went for it. I mean, he moved for it. Um, I don't, I don't think he stuck his racket out for it, but he moved for it. And normally, that's the kind of thing that he would, you know, oh, good shot, mate, or whatever. Right. Oh, you know, another strip on the Barbie, or whatever they say. <laughs> And,
1: uh, and he did nothing, cause I, so I think he was just resigned. He didn't care. Yeah, and he did, he did do that at the, the very last game, but I think at that point he just knew it was over. Like, it didn't matter. Um, and I fell into the trap. I was like, oh, man, this is a more serious Kyrgios. He's practicing. He really wants to win. He's motivated. He's got an easy half of the draw, and it just uh, was a big letdown. And that's the curios I don't like, the non-trying. I don't care about the throwing rackets and cut. Like, I don't care. Like that's not going to make me hate somebody. Not trying will make me hate somebody. Yes. Uh, and so that was. And it's weird to say someone's not trying when they're hitting aces every service game, but you know what I mean.
0: No, no, that's not trying. That's closing your eyes and swinging as hard as you can <laughs> at a very low risk. And he was probably, he was probably as surprised they were going in for aces as Rublev. Yeah. So I mean, he beats Stevie Johnson in a nothing, you know, I mean, there was no chance for Stevie, Stevie. said, can you
1: just effing play tennis or whatever it was? Yeah. Oh, uh, that was great. And
0: then, um, he beat Huang. Yeah, they and f- they
1: didn't show any of that. Antoine, I think.
0: Antoine, yeah, he's French. Um, so, and that was a pretty, you know, routine. And so you're thinking, alright, wait a second, he really hasn't been you know, uh, pushed, not tennis-wise, but Pushed, you know, in his soul, you know, like you know, he, <laughs> right. there's no reason for, him, but there to to think that there's no reason that he's loses his mind is 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 a wrong way to look at it. I mean, right. he, I think he chooses to lose his mind when he feels like it. And Rublev is playing top ten level, like I can't oh, argue with
1: that. Serving, yeah. his first serve when he's making it is wonderful. He was averaging 121, and he's not big. Right. That was, that, I was impressed by that. Again, once again, that was all hair. <laughs> what are these Russians doing? they got to get haircuts, man. <laughs> I said, all right, what a shock that uh, Rublev is a heavy metal fan by looking at him. That's so surprising. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I agree with you that of the 16, he would be the one that I think can threaten someone.
0: Not to win it,
1: but just to beat somebody. Yeah. For no particular reason. He plays well, and yeah. Well, and he's got Berrettini, and then Monfi and Andahar, so that's a, I mean, much easier path to the semis, and you're only going to get in a slam. Right. So, and I mean, then, if it's not Nadal, he's probably the favorite over Zverev, Schwartzman, or Chilich, maybe. Well,
0: and Federer had a tough one <laughs> against Goffin.
1: I mean, he goes <laughs> down a break right away. <laughs> I was getting texts about that, and then it was like, don't bother. <laughs> Four games total. Four games total. Well, I heard he was up 2-1 and won two more points in that set. That's unbelievable. And remember, he was in the year-end final at one point. The year-end championship final. He played doubles with Jack Sock? (laughs) It was probably that same year. Oh, my God. So
0: Um, 6-2, 6-2, 6-0. If they would have played 10 more sets, <laughs> it probably uh,
1: can they go negative numbers? Can he owe him games? Can Goffin owe Federer games for <laughs> next year? And I don't have to admit this, but before that match, I said, if Goffin's playing well, he can push better <laughs> so much for that, because I don't I mean, even think he was playing poorly. I just think it's like Fetter Just doesn't even no I, think about anything against him. It's just too easy. So, hmm. First of all. At one point, it made me giggle because it
0: it panned over to, to Guffin's coaching box and everybody looked as miserable as, <laughs> as Guffin did. And I, was, I chuckled because, I mean, it's like clearly there's nothing any of these coaching staffs can do to get their next-gen guys in the belief, in the mindset that they can beat these guys. Because I'm telling you right now, we've said it before and we'll say it again, physically, it can be done. And yeah. these guys physically, can do it. Now, maybe not
1: Goffin, maybe matchup-wise, but but still. I was going to say the style for him is tougher just because of the way he plays. But at the same time, if you're up a break, why can't you win that set? Right. I mean, he was up 5-1 on Djokovic, I think, in a slam this year. <laughs> yeah, how that worked out? And just collapsed. So, yep. I mean, he's got something to get ahead. But,
0: no pun intended, not his head, obviously. <laughs> um, and again, based on... But based on indirect tweets, Boris Becker agrees with us. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> and this has just been a terrible tournament for young players. And we have Rublev. And that's really, I mean, I guess you can say it's been a good tournament for Zara. But he's the sixth seed in the round of 16. So he's supposed to be. And he's not looked good right get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Berrettini. Yeah, and I kind of forget about him. I guess he is younger. And yeah, maybe, he sounds like
0: an old, that name just sounds like he's a, he's a journeyman. He's right. an old man. Um, like Sanguinetti and those guys yeah. that are in there forever. Speaking, maybe that's anti Italian and I apologize. Speaking of old men, <laughs> I can't tell you. I, no, I can't. I'm going to. I, we have a podcast for this reason, actually, <laughs> now that I think of it. So I will tell you John McEnroe has dropped to the absolute bottom of the list of comedy. He's so awful. At commentating, I heard a complaint about him today
1: as well. He's awful. He won't shut up during the point. Shut up! And when you watch Cliff Drysdale, they ask him a question. The point starts. He doesn't answer. And right. When the point ends. Exactly. He answers it.
0: Well, he's a gentleman and a scholar, or a scholar and a gentleman. I can't remember. I mean, he's not like that. An officer and a gentleman. Maybe that too. <laughs> he's not like that. Stranger Tom Rinaldi. Um, no, that was again. I. Uh, I'm. I'm just not bemused. I'm not bemused by anything Kyrios does, and I quote. I, I sent you a text and said I quoted you on Twitter, and all you <laughs> said was "Oh God," but I never told you what it was. Right. I, I quoted you about Kyrios. I said, "We, you know, because Kyrios always is you know. Why are these people talking about me? They don't even know how to play tennis or,
1: or whatever." And uh, I hate tennis. And he's commentating, tweeting right. about matches at 11 a.m.
0: And so, but my, I quoted your. Maybe only brilliant thing you've ever said in your podcasting <laughs> career. Um, we can tell the story of tennis without Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. We can't tell the story of Nick Kyrgios without tennis. Right. Uh, you know, tennis doesn't need him. No. That's for sure. And he may not need, at this point, he doesn't need tennis. Maybe. Certainly not financially. But, you know, unless he's partying all his money well, away. Well, I wanted
1: to hear, they actually told a story about him and said that when he was 14... He had to choose between tennis and basketball. Why did he choose tennis? Well, that's what I mean. He clearly loves basketball a hundred times more. That he just sucked that bad that he couldn't do. I mean,
0: no, I'll tell you why. Because if he ran his same antics on a basketball court, there'd be <laughs> in the face. five other guys on the team taking him out nonstop. What is a tennis player going to do? Right. I mean, yeah. just just his antics. Antics intimidate other tennis players, probably. Right. No, we're tennis players. We don't we don't know how to fight.
1: Yeah you not all of us, you know, I'm that's, sure you... That's what was pretty funny with Steve Johnson that trying to do something. It's like, what are you going to do? Well, yeah. I mean, you went to, you know, come on. <laughs> a California kid or something. But I just, I wanted to hear the follow-up to that story and I wanted to hear his parents forced him or, you know, he thought he had a better chance in tennis to make it. Right. You know, I, I thought that was really interesting.
0: Well, maybe just tennis is way, way bigger in Australia. Although, maybe it's not. I don't know because there's some Australian pros in the NBA and I'm sure that makes a huge difference in terms yeah. of Participation numbers,
1: etc. So I, yeah, I, I'm kind of upset that he's still in the doubles because I, it's horrible watching him in doubles because he can't return and they can't return his serve. So what's the point? Right. Um. They had a seven six in the third doubles match yesterday, and I, I mean, it was it was it was more boring than his singles. Which Who's is he playing with? Isner, Coppel, yeah, yeah, who I'd never heard of. Todd, <laughs> Ted, Ted Coppel. Golly, I had it. I Night messed line. it
0: up. Ted Cobble. <laughs> yeah, I blew it. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, and again, of course, no one actually cares about doubles
1: whatsoever. Right. So ultimately, it doesn't matter. They care about because then I had to listen to Alexander Stevenson. I, I would put her slightly below John McEnroe, but
0: no, 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 no. Give she's brand new. Yeah, give her a minute. I mean, she played at the level. She, you know, she's she's a, like a lot of these players where she had a
1: me- meteoric rise out of nowhere and then yeah. fell off. And that know, may she, be why they put her in there to kind of compare. But she gave such a such a cardboard cookie cutter line today. She was like, hey, "Most of the players watching this play doubles, so they really want to watch doubles." And I'm like, "Really? Then why isn't it ever on TV?" There's a reason they don't show it, right? Um, now they want to watch Coco in doubles and Curios in doubles, but that's purely for the name, not for the, right. not for what they're playing. They'd much rather watch them play singles. Yeah, there's no, yeah, I, and it's relative to who is playing singles at the same time. I mean, you can tell. So when she was on you know,
0: uh, uh, the desk you know, like with everybody and they were kind of interviewing her and just kind of lightly talking about nothing, yeah. she seemed more comfortable than she does during a right. match. So maybe you know, maybe she'll improve,
1: hopefully. Um, well, they put her and Rinaldi together, which I was kind of like, why would you put two of the least experienced commentators? Because Rinaldi mostly does interviews and little you know, puff pieces. Right. I would think they'd put her with someone a little more experienced. But I guess they do not want to break up their dream team of McEnroe and whoever. <laughs> oh, he's awful. But I, what people were complaining to me about is how McEnroe bashes Curios constantly, and Curios is doing the same crap that he's, he was doing. Let me tell you something else. Sorry, I'm gonna, I don't care what you just said. Let me tell you this. <laughs> Here's another thing that
0: infuriates me. So what you just said about Cliff Drysdale, he's a gentleman. All he does, he is an absolute master at this. He will lay out right you know, on a tee, the biggest softball ever for, <laughs> and all the other guy or girl has to do is yeah, Cliffy, blah, 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 and when I was blah, 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 and back right. in the day, when, and boom it's fantastic. Yeah. John McEnroe doesn't even see the T much less <laughs> the softball on the T and he's like, uh, he was he was argumentative with him today he dis- like disagreed with him about something and he's like, no, that's not how yeah. it goes, Cliffy and I was like, actually uh, I would think it is, yeah. dumb, dumb and just because you were number one in the world doesn't mean you know anything, particularly when you don't even watch. There's no chance he watches tennis. There's no chance. No. Based on some of the Unless things he's he says. Paid. No, no. Oh, it, during
1: the match. Right. He only watches live matches that he's commentating. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, and I have a lot of friends who are, are affiliated with the challenger in Dallas, and they absolutely despise when uh, McNeris says minor leagues. Right. And that's like their biggest pet peeve. Like, oh, this guy was only played in minor leagues up until now. Right. It's like minor leagues with the other top hundred players in the world, you know. And I get what he's saying. He's trying to make it understandable for the non tennis well, audience. Maybe. But well, I he's, think he's, it's still insulting. He's, he's probably being condescending
0: right. also because that's who he is. Because he didn't have to do that. Right. Well, what else you got on the men's side? Anything Well, I do have a corner, but
1: it applies to both, so I'm gonna
0: say that Ooh, a but, corner. Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, we'll regret
1: we'll regret it. Well, uh, I must say you're probably excited about it
0: because you'd never text me ever or talk to me about anything ever or answer your phone or (laughs) barely show up here, but this time you were like, hey, I got a corner. (laughs) I'm going to... I was like, well, good. Go stand in.
1: (laughs) Go stand in with gum on your nose and leave me alone. So you think Wawrinka... Who do you think, Wawrinka or Rublev is the biggest threat to the Big Three for Week 2? Or Medvedev? Well, it can only be Wawrinka right now because he's the only guy playing one directly. And then he would have to play Federer again. Or I guess he'd play one match and then Federer.
0: So, so I mean, it's kind of, you know, yes, he is now, but ultimately, hmm, I don't know. Is he back to form? Is he 100%
1: physically? Mm-hmm. What I've seen this tournament, he isn't, but he yeah. hasn't been in the amazing form and the times he's beaten Djokovic before. Yeah. Like he's kind of ambled into that late in the tournament and then just turned it on against Djokovic. There's something about Djokovic's game that he likes. Yeah. It's not going to be windy, is it? Because that really seems... To <laughs> I heard they're difference. moving it to clay across the street.
0: <laughs> With uh, giant 40, <laughs> mi- 40 mile an hour fans <sighs> blowing. Um, who is... I mean, the, the sucker answer would be Rublev. Right. But Barrettini might beat him. I know. You know, it's like, although... It, yeah. I Hmm. That's that's tricky hesitating. If I had to put money on it makes if I had to put money on it, you know, like enough money that it would hurt two (laughs) dollars, you know, it would be really tough without that because I don't care if I'm wrong. Who cares? um, It
1: really happens. So uh, (laughs) go back and listen to previous episodes. Well, while it's like, oh, wow, you know, glory days, you know, slam winner, you want to think that he's got that potential still. So, out of the people
0: that you think could be a threat, Wawrinka, who plays Djokovic, he's on the top line, right? And then wait, you know, then the winner of the Djokovic Wawrinka match would play Medvedev. So I'm assuming you're you're thinking Medvedev is in that right. category. Goffin's not in that category anymore. <laughs> then we've got Dimitrov. And we're not. No, I don't think so. Now, the next line down is Rublev and Berrettini. So, if Berrettini gets through, is he a threat? Or
1: if Rublev gets through, is he a threat? Who's more of a threat out of those two? Uh, and don't say the one that wins. I'm not that familiar, as familiar with Berrettini's game. Um, but I feel like any like European kind of top spin hitter going to play Nadal is not going to be good. Um, right. So, I would take Rublev because he can hit hard, flat, corner, to corner. And his
0: serve is... Serves. If he's hitting his first serve, it's pretty... So then we got and Andahar. No, I mean, no. are you, n- neither of those you're worried about? No. Schwarzman, Zverev play on the line right above Chilich and Nadal. So Zverev,
1: I mean. I mean, if he could win three sets. He's in the fourth round, man. If he could win three sets there and then go into Nadal semi-fresh, who knows? But it's hard to picture Is that him also
0: being, indicative, not indicative, that's the wrong word. <laughs> uh, is that also dependent on Chilich, really wearing, you know, Nadal... It's hard to say that, that he would wear Nadal out because yeah, he's a big he hitter.
1: But he could keep him out there for five yeah, sets, potentially. Right. Win or lose. I mean, that would definitely help Zverev, That would be dependent, but, I think. But not... I don't think enough to matter. Because Zverev can't beat him. He can't beat anybody in three sets, so how could he beat Nadal in three sets? Right. And if he has to go four or five sets with Nadal, he's not, there's right. no way. Although, I mean... Again, team took Nadal to five last listen, year, so
0: who knows? I think... I think marijuana is legal in New York, so Zverev gets a hold of some. Maybe he's got an <laughs> edible, and he'll be nice and loose. Talk curious. He's yeah, exactly. He's got the talent. He's got the talent to beat everybody in this draw, right. just like all of them do. But there's no chance. I haven't seen anything to indicate that he can step up and play to his peak level, which is what he'd need if Nadal's playing at his peak level. But if Nadal's playing at his peak level and Zverev is playing peak. I think Zverev can still beat him.
1: Right. I don't think, you know, it's not. And well, that, also, Zverev has a real strong backhand, which is what Nadal, and how Nadal usually gets some easy points.
0: Right, forehand and backhand. So I, I'm I'm scared to be a sucker because we've seen Rublev, and it's all exciting and fresh, and we just saw him play, and it was a big deal. And he, and he weathered the idiot storm. <laughs> uh, but then you've got the old, you know, the the fallback
1: Wawrinka, what, you know, reminiscing on what he used to be. And I think even if Zverev plays in it all and loses four, five, and four, that doesn't mean you were wrong, because everybody else might lose worse. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, you can lose. There could be no one that's a potential threat to the Right. Victory. Yeah. I mean, what if he lost
0: seven, six in the, in the fifth? Right. Does that mean, oh, wow, he
1: choked? Yeah. If
0: he did, maybe it was
1: on a point,
0: and right. that's not that big a deal.
1: Yeah. Um, so you're making me more excited about week two. Yeah. Uh, and you probably have to make an effort to do that. Well, Rublev
0: <laughs> has to continue against somebody that's lower. He can't have like a, a you know, well, the upside is they play a day apart. Right. You know, he's got an extra day, so hopefully he'll he'll chill.
1: And, and that match wasn't physically stressful last Right, night. but it was tension and, yeah. you
0: know, I'm sure, you know. And then, of course, with all the kind of behavior stuff, Medvedev now, who knows how he's going to handle playing somebody um
1: after booing, getting booed, and, and trolling him, and then apologizing. Well, and he's on now, so it won't we'll it won't end while we're on. But he lost first set, so I think he's I think he's tied one set apiece. Ouch! So who knows? Yeah, the longer he's out there, the worse his chances are. Against Djokovic or 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 either one.
0: I wasn't going to say him, not because of that, but (laughs) honestly, I wasn't going to say him because retired. Well, no, 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 his Uh head is all swirling. Like I don't trust where he's at right now. Yeah, because we've always talked about physically is not the problem; the emotional control is the psyche, and I who knows where he's he he is after all this nonsense. Uh, The upside is he's playing somebody who's not from America either, which is pretty easy to do (laughs) at this point in the draw. No one, I repeat,
1: no one. On the men's side.
0: So, Reno you know, would have something to say about that.
1: <laughs> but, how much fanfare did they give to the last American? Which one? Coco? The one, <laughs> no, the last American man. They gave him none whatsoever. Oh, yeah. He was again. Yeah. And they never. No. And if it was anybody else, they would focus on that match. Oh, last American standing, you know, well, B- is. BG Tennis Nation, Brad Gilbert, did say something
0: as the sanguine match was going on. I think he was down a set or something yeah. or whatever it was and. Uh, made mention that if you know if Sangren needs to hang on, or it'll be the first time since yesterday we haven't had a man in you
1: know the fourth. So that is two or three slams though that Sangren has been the last American. So that's, that's not good. Yeah, I mean that's not good. That's good for him, I guess, but not for the state of men's tennis.
0: Yeah. So all right, I need my pick. I need my pick. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? I'm going to be a sucker. And by the way, I was five for five. Hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Rublev. I'm a sucker. So who's your biggest threat? Well,
1: I hate to copy you, but that's normally what you'll accuse me of doing. Yeah, but you don't hate to be right. I know. So it uh, works. Um, I just don't see Wadrinko beating Novak. Um, yeah, I think it's the same. I, I agree. Rublev to me is the only one physically that can match Nadal and in he's a been, long match. And he's been showing us. Yeah.
0: And that was a tough... Deal last night against Kyrgios. I mean, it's not just physical, and not being able to break the guy, and he still stayed with it. That yeah. showed a lot. And, and I'm going to be ru- getting down at a breaker and coming back. Showed that was amazing. A lot. Yeah,
1: and I'm going to be real irritated if Rublev loses before, even if it's to Bertini just because that half the draw is now closed when that happens. Right. Um, I mean, like you said, maybe Zarev well, does something, but yeah, I can't. I imagine. just don't uh, see it after that.
0: Well, especially looking at the draw, he's got to look at it and he's like, oh no, this is my chance to like, you yeah. know, break the stereotype or whatever. And it's like, that's
1: the worst possible thing he could do. <laughs> and at this that point. half of the draw has been hanging by a thread since day two. Yeah. I mean, it, it was terrible. So what was your, uh, what were you about to say? What was your other? I, say, I, I jumped the gun as I usually do.
0: Oh, women's tennis. Yeah, on our picks. No problem. No <laughs> problem. Cause uh what we're gonna do since you seemingly got a lot right, we're just not gonna have the second segment. This might be it. No, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give the devil his due, as they say. Thank you. You're not the devil. Uh and we'll do that when we come back. It's time to join
1: the revolution. Go to our website, TennisRevolutionPodcast.com. To get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas.
0: All right, hurry up and give it to me so we can get this right you
1: being right over with 5 right? for 5 baby that is unbelievable and there were some shaky five ones in there
0: and again it was only the first round right and what hey, we were
1: trying to that's impressive
0: what we were trying to do is guarantee like guarantee our our top 5 guarantees right and that's a big deal because going 5 for 5 i think really achieves the spirit of the whole thing so I'm not going to say how many of those five are still left, but that wasn't the bet. That's all right. No, it was not. It was it was the first round. So, um, yeah, so you picked your first pick was Halep.
1: Who struggled through.
0: Who definitely struggled through.
1: And my first pick was Andrea SQ. By the way, how sad is it that the four player in the world loses the second round and it's better than she's done the last two years? I mean, that's awful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Um. So,
1: Andriski looks good. You're so sexy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say so, that. <laughs> that's why you said it, didn't you?
0: <laughs> Townsend looks good. Anyway, all right. Let's get back to your dumb list. All right. So, Andriski. So that was my first, and that was your first. So we both got those right. Let me delete those so there's no record. <laughs> all right. So then, I ha- you had Spitalina. Fill in. So yeah, I guess that's the other thing. Well, no, you're right. I'm not yeah, going to try matter. to get free credit. I'm trying to. Get, <laughs> I need free credit. I I can't. So Spitalin is still in in the middle of a match with Keys right now. Right. Um, which you're probably recording. So stop looking at your phone. I'm going to tell you what happened. Yeah. Um, what was my pick? Um, Sloane Stevens. Ugh. Now listen. <laughs> I am sorry
1: that I am a great American. Now, remember, you were calling me anti-patriotic during the segment. Yeah, that's the only reason I picked her. Now, the other one I did... Well, hold
0: on. We'll just go in order. So, you're, uh, so both our first two picks... Well, yeah. Both first two picks made it, and mine's still in. Your second pick made it, and is still in. So no, my first
1: pick isn't still in. Halep is out.
0: No, no, no. Your next one. I'm talking about... Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, I got, like... I'm trying to get extra credit right. for not getting five or five. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do. So, so my first pick was Escu, who got past first round and is still in, right. which just proves it was a great guarantee. Right. Right. And then yours made it, but then lost. And your second pick was Spitalina, right? Yep. Who was still in. Uh, and I mean, how about if Spitalina and Monfils both win? That would be... It's already cool how deep they are.
1: I bet you they're going to get married on (laughs) center court. I'm glad you glossed over that comment I made because I wasn't trying to be (laughs) inappropriate. But that's cool that they can watch each other and still both be in the tournament for this long.
0: And they are, too. They're all... I mean, they're on each other's courts all the time. Yeah. Which is fun. They're in love. (laughs) And I, I remember somebody talking about... Um. By the way, I'm stalling, so I have to talk <laughs> about the fact that Sloan, I blew my second one. So Sloan, Sloan was out, Spindling is still in. So that was a disaster. Now, how about this? Yours is Sevastova. My, my third one, your third one was Sevastova. My third one was Conta. Still in after hey, today. Uh, I'm telling you, outside of Americans, I think she's
1: my favorite player. You're always raving about her, and it paid off today.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. Broken clock is right twice a day,
1: <laughs> unless it's got the AM and, and PM thing on it. Uh,
0: so, my fourth pick was Hallop, So, I limped to that victory. And then yours was Burton's. And then
1: I don't think she's out, isn't she?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. And then my fifth pick was Sue Shea, and yours was Barty. So, Sue Shea and Barty both uh, won the first round. Right. And that's it. Um, she went down, Barty went down with a whimper, without a whimper, which is worse.
1: Without a whimper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Quietly, in other words. I mean, she battled in the last two or three games. I know, but she didn't get hardly any games. And she shouldn't have to be battling, like, when you're number two, they should have to be battling to beat you.
0: Now, her style doesn't lend itself to, you know, just knocking people off the court. So, in that regard,
1: it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, but... It is funny, though, with as much as she slices, that the Grand Slam she won was the French. I think she slices like almost two thirds of the time. Now, maybe she did less in the French, but she slices a lot and a lot out today. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, she got beat by the 18 seed. So, not nothing, uh, two and four,
1: but it was like, mm. it was her in her first quarter ever for at the U.S. Wong. Open. No, any slam. Oh, for Wong. I yeah. thought she had bombarded. I was like, wait a second. It could be the first quarter for her there, too. It, yeah. Or um, 16. Maybe.
0: So, uh, Serena rolled. She looked pretty good. And then Conta was up a break in the, in the first, lost it to Karolina, the right. good, good Pliskova. I'm sure they're <laughs> both wonderful. And then uh, won the second set and got down a, a break early. But again, it's women's tennis, and I don't mean this to be sexist, but it's a fact. Being down a break is not that big a deal. Right. Nobody's serving like Kyrgios and Rublev. Yeah. So... um. So anyway, so my pick, I think I have more picks still going. <laughs> Definitely. That, so you got five for five. I was, I was four out of five, but more of mine are still going. So right. I think that kind of, so I won, really, I think is what we're saying.
1: <laughs> so now we've got Keys going. That's pretty good, though, nine out of ten for us. Although we could, we duplicated a couple, but still.
0: Yeah. Uh, Keys is going against Fidelina
1: right now. And how about Taylor Townsend? What do you make of that? Well, so I was the typical buzzkill, like I normally am, saying, big deal, she's not going to win another match, then she won again. Um, Why do you hate <laughs> women's tennis so much, and well, American people in particular? I think it's because I've watched her lose so many times that I'm like, I don't have hope that this is real, but it's looking more and more like it is. Well, here's the thing. That's gonna, all right, this is going to get us put put off the air,
0: but... I'm going to say it anyway, heretofore, I think that means what I think it means, (laughs) heretofore Taylor Townsend has not been in the greatest shape. Right. Physically. She's looking better now. Definitely. And you can't tell me that in, oh, I don't know, a sport where you run around in the heat for (laughs) two hours a day, doesn't make a difference if you're a little more fit. Right. Um, And so, whatever, call me sexist if you want, but it's not, it's it's sportist.
1: Did you find the solution... As simple as the commentators were of why didn't Hallop lob? Um, maybe. I wish she would have at least tried it. I well, mean, listen, is not a very effective shot on the tour, right? In general, but Taylor Townsend's not six feet three, and she was an inch from the net, and she was
0: yeah. So I don't think it. I don't think it makes a difference from the aspect of. Oh wow! We're just going to beat her at the net by lobbying, Problem right. solved. But what it, one one consequence that it has, or one benefit that it might have, is you back her up a little bit. So her vo, she's a little more hesitant to close that tight, and her volleys are a little tougher, given you maybe a little more time uh, to get to the to the you know next passing shot, or a little more room to dip down below her feet uh, or below the net. Um, and so yeah, I think I think it could have been a part of the puzzle. I don't think it was just oh duh, lob, and this thing's over. You <laughs> right. lob four times, you win the game right away. Uh, but I think it does maybe change the dynamic of how much and how
1: uh, aggressively she was attacking. Well, and what I just thought was odd about it is that we've seen Halep do moonball rallies. So that's basically lobbing. Like, it's not like she doesn't know how to do it. Right. So that's <laughs> right. what I thought was odd. Like, all you do is hit a high forehand like you do against Wozniacki or right. Um, But... I think if she lost three and three, you could say, why didn't she lob? When you lose by two points in a tie break, just make two more passing shots and you could have won without lobbing. Yeah. Or Um, make one. Yeah. 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 So I don't think that she had to lob to win. Right. But that would have been nice.
0: Well, all it does is, like I said, all it does is change the dynamic. If Taylor Townsend was and continues and will continue now to really attack, one of the things you have to do is figure out how to get them off of you. Right. And so... The biggest aspect of that that style in terms of up and whoever else Townsend plays is they don't see it a lot. Right. They don't see that relentless amount unless they play doubles, which they're not still going to be. it
1: doesn't, really. So, But how crazy was tennis Twitter with the 40-plus-year-old saying, Oh, my God, are you seeing this player going to the net? It's coming back, baby. <laughs> it's coming back, Everybody baby. I saw this weekend was like, Oh, can you believe it? And I'm like, Yeah, you're going to believe it when it doesn't work the next round. But then it did. Well, we'll see. I mean, obviously after a certain amount of time uh, uh, time she does it the more her opponents are going to be like oh that's what she's doing well and i applaud her for doing something different after the first set w- what i'm doing and working and we see that so rarely in women's tennis especially where oh let me change my strategy because i'm losing
0: right yeah yeah that and that is admirable for sure and it, and it makes it makes it a lot more interesting and honestly i guess you could i guess the the theory could cut both ways but that's exactly why I would love to see coaching on the sideline at
1: every tournament, at every level, every gender. <laughs> Halif's coach just walked down and says lob and walks back up.
0: <laughs> yeah, or just go like this from the stands, like make a lobbing motion with your arm. Um, hit it higher. Yeah.
1: Um, Spray faints a t-shirt and walk stands up.
0: <laughs> because again, if it's legal, all we're doing is giving them an opportunity to hear something and they... Listen, having the idea... Is still a long, long way away from being able to execute it, and well, I, so yeah. I don't think it one hundred. I don't think it does. I don't think it ruins the idea of you're out there by yourself because yeah. it's not like you can like you know tap your helmet and sub out and then you come know back can be a better player or somebody else comes in for you plays a couple games and you come back. I mean, you still have to execute, and you know. By the way, if Federer has the best coaching staff on the planet theoretically um, then guess what
1: i don't know what i, I forgot what i was going to say <laughs> actually he's going he's going to win 1-1 one, one and 0 oh, instead of 2-2 two, two and 0 oh. <laughs> no
0: that's what i was going to say it doesn't matter right. because he's better than you are yeah. so really if you've got anyone literally anybody off the street like oh, i don't know you so if he called you and you left the club, said, "Hey, ladies, I'll be back. Uh, keep playing doubles. I got to fly to New York and coach this idiot." Uh, it doesn't matter because anything he so favored. The coaching is irrelevant. So what do you do? You can have a coach, and at least it helps. It, it it adds something to the to the to the mix that might change your fortunes. Because as it stands, it doesn't matter. I mean,
1: when I think. That's probably the most polarizing issue among all the commentators, and much to my dismay, I think it's going more in your direction, because you know they did it in qualifying this year. Right. Now, maybe just for women. I don't know if it was men and women, or just women.
0: Andy Murray would have something to say about that. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. This will a, a prelude to my corner later, but oh, Lord, yeah. I don't think we need a way for the better players to get better. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. They're
0: not. It's not good. Because they're already so far ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Or it's, maybe
1: I'm in favor of it only if the player is down when you come out. I'll even I'll even say Like if you're losing, you're allowed to have coaching. Mm. If you're ahead, no. You don't you obviously don't need it, you're ahead. No, because that's it. No, that's silly.
0: That's silly. <laughs> they that, would never do that. Yeah. Um no. You should you should be able to have coaching or not. The only the only concession I guess I would make well here here you go. Here's my where my concession fails, so to speak. One of the things I've always said is, "Hey, if both coaches agree, then you can have coaching, right? Because sometimes, or if
1: both players even have a coach,
0: a journeyman might not be able to afford a right. coach. So he says no, that means Federer can't have his
1: his coach. Out yeah, there. I definitely don't well, think you can have one person. Well, guess what? With a coach that doesn't.
0: We're back to square one, though. Right. Neither of them have a coach. This journeyman's got no chance. Right. I would rather have if I, if I'm coaching a, a, a journeyman right. as as uh, from the minor leagues." As McEnroe <laughs> likes to call him Disrespectfully right. If I, and I, and I'm coaching that guy I don't care who Fed Fedder could have You know BG Tennis Nation Right You know he could have Paul Anacone He could have I don't know Who else Marata Glue Marata Glue
1: Nick Bolateri. Nick Bolateri. <laughs> Keep on Uh I don't know who else. I'm waiting for you to Judy name. Murray. There we go. I was I was letting I was going to let you just keep going. Hang
0: myself. And just hope you didn't get to like ten or eleven and not mention a girl. Um, Judy <laughs> Murray. Martinez. Right. Contina Martinez. All of them on yeah. on on Federer's court. You don't think that would actually probably mess him up if they're coming out yapping to no, him? I don't think he
1: would. I don't think he particularly would take it. Exactly. Unless but, he was just getting killed, maybe. Maybe. But right.
0: even then, he probably wouldn't. But the point being is, is that. There is no advantage or disadvantage for Federer. He's so highly favored against some of these guys. So any idiot,
1: even me or you going out to coach somebody at least changes something. Because anybody watching, you always have a different perspective than someone who's out there. Right. So, yeah, I, agree. I, I know what you're saying. And just to take somebody out of their headspace. You know, hey, yeah, yeah, you
0: suck. You're not going <laughs> to beat this guy. But hey, let's try this. It'll right. be fun. Yeah. Let's we'll see if you can take one of his eyes out with a <laughs> with a, a, a errant serve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like Mahout,
0: yeah, exactly. So, <laughs>
1: were you there that match? <laughs> you gave a signal. No, to take his eye out. No.
0: So <laughs> anyway, but uh, but yeah. So you know, coaching just would make overall. I think the quality of the match way better. And you can't tell me that watching Fetter, even though ESPN doesn't seem to grasp this concept. But you know, you can't tell me that that the the level. And we're both players were at playing at the same level of that uh, uh, share of the Shapovalov, <laughs> still traumatized by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still can't get over that. But the Chapeau and the Monfis match, that level, what if we could have that in 85% of the matches right in the US Open? Yeah, it would be
1: bananas, bananas. Well, if they ever do it, it will 100% have to be clear audio. Both people. Yeah, because I want to know what changed from this change over to the last. That
0: adds... Right, right, right. And I guess you would have to have some way to ban all communication devices because I don't want the other coach hearing what my yeah, coach is saying right. on TV and then getting a signal from his assistant coach. Hey, I just heard the yeah, NBC Yeah, I guess that's feed. the problem. But it doesn't matter. In the middle of a match, because I don't care if he hears about it two weeks from now because his coach can break down yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the tape and see what he was doing. So that you're not hiding anything. Yeah. You know, it's like... The key is that the Patriots are going to use a flea flicker. After they use it, you're like, oh, okay. So when they line up like that, it's a flea flicker. It's knowing about it beforehand is what matters. So they're not going to do it again. Right. Um, Or they will just because you think they won't. (laughs) Yeah. He's a mastermind. (laughs) Two plays in a row. Bella cheat. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm still not over. bringing all the grudges are coming out. Still not over the 15 AFC championships they've beaten us in. (laughs) Uh, The Steelers, that is, because I hate the Cowboys. Um, so yeah, so that's why I'm for coaching because I it does I don't think it matters. Uh, Federer's argument that oh I'm, I'll have the best coaching staff on the planet, so what? It doesn't He's make already
1: it, got the best everything on the planet.
0: It doesn't it, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're beating everybody without a coach, right? So who cares if you have ten of them? It doesn't matter. It's the guy trying to beat you that needs. Him. But your your theory is exactly right. Why if you're the dominant? player on tour one of the big three that's just been absolutely ridiculously uh, absurdly dominant why would you want anything to change right you wouldn't yeah which is why I don't care what the big three say the fact that they're number one two or three in the world means not literally
1: not one thing about how much weight their opinion carries I don't care no I mean if you're gonna ask the players input you got to just take a poll the top 100 or 200 or whatever um did you nope back to me being right that Sharapova match was a disaster (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, that was awful and I just I still held out some hope as I was watching it like okay Serena can dip a little and and Sharapova can rise a little and maybe this becomes interesting and it didn't
0: (laughs) Sharapova is how do I put this
1: not good at tennis anymore (laughs) Were you would you have been surprised if she retired after that match you mean career wise yeah
0: yeah, of course. I she's not, not going to go
1: out like a sucker. Yeah, but I think she's going to no matter what.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she's going to... She'll fake an ankle injury or whatever her yeah. problem is and say, oh, you know, like uh, two months from now, like in the middle of December maybe. How about that? The middle of December, um, after all the cups are over and before, you know, Australia starts, you know, I regret to inform you that I'm going to be selling <laughs> chocolate full-time now <laughs> in... uh I've got to quit because I can't beat... Sorry, I mean, my ankle is just <laughs> too much. It's just and too much. And, of course,
1: you heard the controversy of what shirt Serena's husband wore. Oh, that was fantastic. That was. It was. And uh, they didn't talk about it on TV, of course. Good, because actually it was a it, it was a D move by him. It was. It was awful. Except, and, by the way, there's no way Serena lets him do that without knowing about it. Oh, for sure. So... But here's the thing. It's a double D move. <laughs>
0: well, here... No, no, no. It, it, in here... But Cherpova brought it on herself because she wrote a book. And I the agree. only thing that sold the book... Was the chapter about Serena? Right. So anything that anybody does or says in regards to her relationship with Serena, she deserves. That's that's all there is to it. So, all things being equal, it was a D move by uh, whatever his name is, Mister Mister Serena. Yeah. And uh, but because because of her profiteering off of you know the quote unquote rivalry. Uh, between those two, which there is no such thing as rivalry right. between the two, um, then yeah, it it it's it's dumb.
1: When we had two gigantically hyped matches in this tournament, and they both were demolitions, obviously l- later being Osaka and Coco yesterday, but and then it's funny, you know, ESPN outside of the tennis commentators, nothing, no, no knows nothing about tennis, so I saw the Sports Center. And it said the battle for who's the best tennis player in the world, Coco versus Osaka. I'm like, right. no, not, not really. Right, um, Unless they
0: met indirectly right. on who was going to be number one yeah. after the U.S. Open. Uh, well, but that's they, true. But they didn't. No. They didn't. Um, so, first of all, we don't know if Coco Golf is going to be the greatest player in the history of tennis.
1: I'm just saying. Are you kidding? I've heard it from everybody. She's got to be.
0: Yeah, it's out of hand. <laughs> now, is it very exciting? To have a young American, I mean, young, young, like every bit of success she has uh, up to this point, it's a complete bonus, 100%. She's not even out of high school yet.
1: When I've been asking a lot of people this week, uh, hey, do you remember a CC Bellis? No, who's that? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. Exactly. Now. You
0: know, is her serve bigger? Yeah, I mean, there's some things certainly that you know you're looking at that, like, okay, wow, the tools she's got more tools than somebody that's five foot four, right? But ultimately, she's 15. In reality, there is no pressure on her, right? On the on, be, the on the tennis side, yeah. I mean, playing in front of you know, because they keep putting her on these giants, stand- yeah. You know, so I get it. There, there, it, it, it is overwhelming. I would imagine. But from the standpoint of should I beat this player or not beat this player, there is zero pressure. It's like it's like when a girl's 14s player plays up in the 18s. Right. You know. Yeah, you might be good enough physically to compete, but you, you are missing one big part of the p- puzzle in terms of your growth as a player, and that's pressure. Right. And when you play up and have no expectations, to win even when you win, there's still no pressure.
1: Well, yeah. and I, I would be saying the same thing if Osaka won seven five seven five. It's right. not because she got blown out that I'm saying, oh, see, she wasn't that good. I'm just saying she's 15. She has obvious weaknesses in her game. She's got a lot of work to do. And there's been a lot of people who were amazing at 15. I mean, Mary Joe Fernandez even mentioned she turned pro at 14 and made the third round at 15. Right. Well, she won one slam in her career. Right. So, but she was one of the ones just going off the rails, though, wasn't right. she? Right. Yeah. And she's usually a little more level-headed. Right. So, you know, that's... I just want people to pump the brakes. And again, I watched every match I was excited to watch her match of hers. And I wanted her to win. I wanted her to win the whole tournament. But I just... I, I have, don't. I've learned long enough ago to temper my expectations yeah. because you're going to be let down. I don't want her to win the US Open at 15. <laughs> well, I want her
0: to have su- sustained success true. and be... I mean, who can be Serena? Serena. That's right. it, literally it. I mean, last time I checked, unless it's like a Freaky Friday
1: situation where they both <laughs> wish, they, oh,
0: you know, I hate her. And well, and it's a bodies. perfect
1: opportunity because Serena's... She's gotta have maximum two or three years left. And then Coco's eighteen. Right. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. So I mean, she doesn't need to win now, like you said. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I'm much more interested in her, you know, eight to ten years from now looking back, so wow, remember that start she had, and then right. it was Rocky, and then she yeah. really came on and oh, her first grand slam, you know, win was amazing. And, right. And then here we are, you know, she's at thirteen or however many grand slams she ends up with, if if that's the case. But yeah, I mean it's and look, you you watched finally You know, Osaka, man, play Osaka tennis. She looked really good. And I think part of it might have to do with the fact that she has befriended Coco. Yeah. Because she knows, you know, she was awkward. And I guess you mentioned they played together in this joint press. By the way, please never do that again, ever, again, ever.
1: I was going to ask your thoughts on that because I didn't have the same opinion that all the commentators and every person in the world had.
0: Well, first of all, I think we're starting from a position where we hate the post-match press conference anyway.
1: I don't even watch it. I usually don't unless because I heard about it.
0: What's the only time you'll watch it glued to your TV? Hmm. Good question. When former podcast guest Blair Henley is doing it. (laughs) Come on. Has she
1: done any this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Um, I don't know at the US Open, but yeah, I've seen her on. Well, it's funny you say that because I watched Coco and Katie today. And I think the post match was in the dubs. exact same four questions it was the two nights ago when they won <laughs> in every other match. Like, ever. How you, how you guys win so many times in a row? Like, how did your singles game help your doubles? You know, why do you like playing together so much? Right. I was like, I just heard these three questions.
0: Right. Like, and I, and nobody cares no. really. And, no, and and I guarantee you, a week from now, you won't remember what they said. No. Now you'll remember that Coco was getting all teary eyed, and after she lost, and then Osaka invited her to do the joint. You know right. press conference, and you'll remember that. But that's it, and it doesn't mean anything, and none of it means anything, and it's not sportsmanship. It's probably Osaka
1: just didn't want to stand up there alone because she's awkward. I really kind of felt the same as you. I thought she doesn't want to be the villain. Let's get Coco with her, so they're not going to boo her again like last year. No, but all those and again. Uh, I'm not saying. It I negative. think they're friends. Yeah, I, I think she
0: befriended her. She's 15. You know, in Osaka, to our mind, is like a youngster. But of course, to get number one in the world, you had to go through the minor leagues and all the rest <laughs> of the, you know, trials and tribulations it takes. And so, you know, obviously she can empathize
1: with what she may be going through at this point. But if and, you had a close friend crying, I would, would laugh your, at him. Would your in point. instinct to be go up to him and say, hey, why don't we do an interview in front of 20,000 people? That's funny. And that'll make you feel better. That's funny. I yeah, mean, yeah. in Coco's face, she looked terrified. She was like, I she, don't want to cry in front of this many she people. She literally said, no, I didn't want to cry. And Osaka was like, well, it's better than crying in the locker. I'm like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> I'm myself. As a matter of fact. Um, yeah. Now, I think it endears people to Coco and Naomi too. Yeah. But I don't consider it like some great act of service or sportsmanship or, right exactly um, the act of sportsmanship was they had no tension to the match they hugged that was that was it that,
0: exactly yeah. and and listen she put the hammer down Osaka put the hammer down and guess what
1: that looked like a potential U.S. Open winner and BG said he wasn't she wasn't in his top 15 picks starting the tournament she obviously is now. How could she be? How no, could, I how could she be? I mean, I'm maybe point? not top 15. But, but you know but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean,
0: at this point in Barty too, and of course we're right about Barty, but you know, the one and two seeds, unfortunately, weren't the favorites,
1: even though they had right. a one and a two by their name, which is, <laughs> which is weird, but I, what else can you say? Well, there's obviously other players playing well, but it's kind of set up for collision course with Osaka Serena, which would obviously be amazing. Carlos Ramos coming back to the chair. <laughs> I think they should have like a three-person team in the chair. They have all, to vote on every decision.
0: All women. Oh God. All women.
1: Um, uh, yeah. So hilarious. anyway,
0: what? Once again, though, I de- definitely think that the women's tournament outshine the men, in my opinion. And I think the women's draw has held together better than the last couple.
1: Yeah, it fell apart a little bit today, but it's still much better than normal.
0: Yeah, but you have people, you know, like, like I mean, again, I'm selling Conta like I'm from London, but you know,
1: um, she was top five.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She yeah. might not be there now, but some of these players that are there might not be ranked there, but they have the ability still
1: and physically are there. And so it's not a big deal to have Conta still in it like that. And we've got Benchich, who's been top 10. I mean, Gerges, I think has been top 10. Yeah. Under rescue looks like top four. Um, I'm, sh- I was shocked by Christy On. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Um, and even, even, I mean, Wang count to 15, 16 seeds, so it's not like they're just scrubs, right? Well, and you, you know, you take somebody like um, Christy On,
0: and if that was on the men's side, first of all, you'd be like, wait a second, why is she playing on the men's side? But <laughs> once you got past that, it'd be like, oh wow, big deal, some random American. But you can take a random American in Ta- Townsend, too, and add them to the list of Americans that should be, potentially should be there. Sloan, uh-uh. uh, you know, maybe ability-wise and history-wise, she should be. Uh, but Keys, obviously Serena. And then you sprinkle in a Townsend and a Christian, and it's like, well, of course. Now it makes sense that some of these lower Americans happen to get there, and it's no big deal. And you get to have a better feeling about Christian, not like, oh, when is this
1: going to end disastrously? Because well, doesn't I mean, matter, because we still have a bunch of Americans in. And when's the last time we had 14 out of 16 seated players in around round of 16? I mean, yeah, some of them are in the 20s, but still, that there's usually three, four, five, six unseated players that have beaten somebody right. and made it.
0: And the only two unseated. it's nice that the, it's their home slam. Right. So that's fun. That's fun. And It'll be interesting. Townsend especially has beaten top players to get there. Well, I hope... It, I honestly... Mm, I don't know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't know if I want Williams of soccer or not. I don't know. I don't either. It's going to be a sideshow is the problem, and I just want to see good tennis. I don't want to see... I don't want to hear Patrick or uh, John Macro alluding to it 5,000 times
1: while the point's going on. And the only reason, again, I I want it is because it just draws more attention to tennis, and I think this time... Serena will be on her best behavior and so it'll just be about the tennis maybe well i know unless she starts losing but i think that we need we need attention to tennis for the right reasons
0: well this draw the women's draw could provide that i'm once again 10 times more excited about the women's draw than i am the men and really just call me sunday and tell me who won on the men right on the women's side i'll be i hope so Only if I can be right, right? Because I'm taking the Djokovic Slam. If I'm taking the calendar Slam, because
1: 40 mile an hour wins, <laughs> they should not have been playing in right. that, and he would have won the whole thing anyway. Well, and Serena Andriescu would be great too. Yeah, uh, that would be fun. Um, yeah, apparently, because apparently, I think, still think enough. A lot of people don't know Andreescu, because she's. I think she's played like six tournaments this year. When do we
0: really even know any Canadians?
1: Come on. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we but we I'm know more than we do the Americans. Yes,
0: no kidding. So I'm looking definitely forward to the women's tournament a lot oh yeah and i might actually do i might pull a Corey and record and watch yeah um after the fact great yeah (laughs) um on the men no i'm gonna record it just so i can delete it but on the (laughs) women i think i might so all right i've stalled as long as i can and you still have your you've been checking your notes on your phone non-stop i just this better be worth it. No pressure. No, it please. won't be. There's uh, the core, the, 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 once former glorious <laughs> and future pitiful Corey's Corner.
1: You've got to get this question right for this uh, to work. Right. So when you're putting together any sports league, junior baseball, women's tennis, men's football, what is the absolute number one thing that is the most important for the league or tournament? Either one. Um, orange slices. <laughs> Well,
0: you said baseball.
1: Yeah. You're going to make me answer.
0: Uh, What is the most important thing when you're putting together a
1: league of any kind? Right. Like in respect to all the players. Oh, uh, same level? Yeah. Well, okay. That kind of goes on to what I'm saying. Okay. Give me a hint. The format? Yeah. The fact that everybody has equal chance to win. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. I mean, which kind of goes in the same level. Like if you put people on right. the same level, then obviously people going in don't have a chance. Right, right, right. Which doesn't work because in the U.S. Open, everybody didn't have a chance. But um, <laughs> On the men's side. Maybe. Right. But so on Wednesday of this tournament, it rained the whole day. Right. Ten matches played indoors. Right. The next day, everybody who didn't play had to play. Correct. And then on Friday, all those ten that played had to play all the people that played on Thursday. Right. How many of those 10 do you think won? Because it's a corner, I would say zero. (laughs) One. Who? Demon Hour beat Nishikori. Wow. And by the way, the reason I'm giving him is that he played the first match of the day on Thursday, three straight sets, and then beat Nishikori. At 11 a.m.? Yeah, 11 a.m. He was the first match on, and then beat Nishikori the next day. So 9 out of 10, and what you're going to say is, well, they were going to win anyway. It's Federer, Djokovic, Serena. Well, one of them was Dominic Kopfer, who beat Basilashvili. Wow. So, Basilashvili had to play, I think it was a four-setter, the uh, day before he had to play Kopfer when Kopfer had a free match. So, you just can't do that in an event. Right. I just don't think it, and that's what Daniel Evans was complaining about, and I 100% agree with him. Right. You cannot have, number one, they're already the best players, mostly, and then number two, you're giving an entire day extra to them before their next round. Right. It's, it, the women, two out of three sets, not as big of a deal. But for three out of five, it's totally unacceptable. Well, in most tournaments that don't
0: have TV involved or ticket sales, right? I mean, you try to... You would never do that. Well, what you try to do is you don't go based on your order of play anymore. You go on... Well, even the scheduling generally, you're trying to put you know, the lines that are right next to each right. other
1: that will feed into each other on at the same time. And they, and, easily, the and, two, and they easily can and do the next that. With, if they have one in their court, it's harder to do. You have two inner courts. You can put Federer and his opponent, Federer's right. next opponent. But they don't opponents. want to.
0: They want to put right. the ones for TV. But again, it's, you know, I don't know. This might play into the women's argument about why nobody likes women's sports. <laughs> I, I don't think it does. It, it does. It, it follows the same argument. But if ES, all ESPN does is show the quote-unquote you know, marquee players, right? Then nobody that actually wants to see real—see, te- it's different than this women's argument. Nobody actually wants to watch that. You know, right? Fetter winning two-two and yeah. zero. I don't want to watch Feder play courts
1: right. at all. And I'm not saying they should golf in. Yeah, I'm not saying they should I cancel go the out. whole event that day. Right. But I'm saying you had ten matches very easily to put five of the top seeds, and then the potential winners they play. And they can alternate them, you know.
0: Well, they should have done that the Wednesday before right. the whole tournament started. Is schedule the matches based on, you know, who's next to each other, right. and if and if let's say Federer was scheduled on the one stadium, and then some other big name was scheduled on the second stadium, and then but Federer's opponent was scheduled on Court 19. Right. As soon as it starts raining, you bump whoever's on late, uh, uh Armstrong, and you put Federer's opponent on. Well, and, and they then,
1: canceled the day's tennis at like 4 or 5 o'clock. I mean, so they had, right. those people would rather play at 9 than w- p.m. than wait to the next day. Right. And then have a whole, ex- and, and is Federer going to beat Evans no matter what? Yes, I get that. But it doesn't matter. Right.
0: You still, you still can't give them
1: an undue advantage It's it's unfair for sure. Well, and one of the matches, the reason Kopfer got it, it was Opelka and Kopfer was an indoor match on Armstrong. So you're telling me either of those guys earned the right to get an indoor match? Right. So if you say it's based on ranking, that's one thing. Okay, they earned it because that was the argument I was expecting. But Opelka and Kopfer, they do not deserve to have a scheduling advantage over, you know, Vili, who's the 15th seed or whatever. Right. So I just had a big problem with it, and it's every slam, but to make them play back-to-back days... Because some of them played five sets. I mean, some of those people yeah. played five sets Thursday and had to play Friday against people that were fresh. Right. At the very least, you've got to put all those matches like Friday night. Whereas Federer was like first on with Evans on Friday. Yeah. Uh, and so which is even worse.
0: Well, they uh, they but see the problem is is they don't do that ahead of time. Right. And so and then on top of that, they're not willing to bump somebody from the other stadium because of TV or like whatever a name. Yeah. Right. Or because they don't want to deal with that bigger name. Right. And so then you get in a situation where you're stuck. Oh, well, 19, court 19's, you know, wet, so we can't play on it. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Bump the other one and, and play them in order. But you're right. It's, it, they're not going to have the, the big-time courts scheduled with all the scrubs no matter what. And so, yeah,
1: I they should definitely, I mean, because the players, I mean. Just have an alternate rain schedule every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You put That's those it. people in. I mean, you're telling me those people can't do that. Um, because yes, it's not good to play back to back, but if
0: you know, your opponent also played the, you know, right. two days in a row because you want it fair, then people can argue. Yeah. The big names can cry about it, but you can say,
1: well, Hey dummy, we want to keep it fair. And I'm not saying that Federer or those people requested indoor. Yeah. Apparently Federer doesn't want to hear more right. of
0: that. Apparently he said a
1: bad word. <laughs> yeah, he did. But yeah, I just, I just think well, it's a bad like, look. Feder apparently has heard too much about <laughs> the fact that he runs the U.S. <laughs> Open or whatever tournament, and he said, I don't. Well, and they have put him at daytime two days in a row, which is kind of uh, surprising because he's almost always at night. Right. And, right. and even that is an advantage in itself, scheduling this big stars at night when it's 20 degrees cooler. Right. But again, I, you know that same day you're getting a day off, I accept that because um, the tournament has to make money. But you can't tell me the tournament would have lost money if they put Federer and his match on. And then, you know, later in the day, they put Evans and his opponent, you know, on a, a Armstrong because you still have, you still had the big, you still had Djokovic, you still had Serena, you still had big names. Um, and again, Opelka and Coffer, that was the killer. Like when I saw they got to play indoors, I'm like, because if Opelka had won, then you would have been talking American bias. Right. Like He wins, he gets a day off and plays a guy, plays Boshisvili on Friday and beats him. Well, yeah, because it's got to get actually. I don't even think the
0: US Open likes American tennis on the (laughs) inside,
1: but whatever. No, that's why it was odd. They even put him on a show court. I'm like, Opelka is a show court player, right? Um, Yeah. And the fair way to do it is draw. I'm not advocating that because, again, they have to make money. I get that. Yeah, Um,
0: but I think a rain alternate rain schedule to keep everything
1: fair is is beyond the right thing to do. And if everybody plays a set or two outdoors then that's different. Okay, you only have to play one or two more sets the next day. Like that's what happened to Djokovic at the French, which is kind of a similar situation, right? But and that you know, and they don't have indoors yet, so right. that changes it. But they could have pushed the final a day later, but you know, that's whatever. yeah, that's a
0: lot to ask. But yeah, I, that's uh, that's something that people watching TV don't even think about, but no. but it matters because ultimately, if you can look at a tournament and say, oh, they're trying to do everything to be a hundred percent fair, that's all you can ask for. And so if players complain, they complain, but they're wrong, and and at least you have a leg to stand on when you're saying, hey, I'm trying to make this as fair as possible. So. Well, and what
1: I want is I want two players to go out and know that we have going in the exact same opportunity to win, you know, in the context of that match. Right.
0: Well, four players know that the next day the right. winners, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's, for once, you had a good corner. <laughs> We're still not bringing it back and, and they're officially. Not gonna,
1: and they're not going to change anything. They're going to keep doing it because of the big stars. I don't know. Maybe. Um, But yeah, it's, and later in the term, it doesn't matter as much because you got less players to deal with and I kind of have a problem with indoor in general, but again, they got to make money.
0: Well, they have to finish the tournament
1: at some point. <laughs> I mean, they have to play. Right. I mean, for True. Pete's sakes. So, but why not? Yeah. Like I said, I guess they can't cancel the whole day because they got people,
0: by the way, they also have like a bunch of indoor courts that are not
1: stadium yeah.
0: courts. Worst case scenario. Like and again, <laughs>
1: throw all number the 56 versus 86 or they're used to playing in that number one and number right, two they'd exactly. rather they'd rather get it done right than have a day in my opinion I agree um,
0: and they're not showing it on anything
1: right they're not showing it on
0: maybe ESPN plus yeah you're still going to show Federer regardless right yeah great job great job I'm Thank not impressed you. but a great job <laughs> is that it anything else that's it uh, I think that was all you had probably for the next month totally well I got great news and great news <laughs> But it's both both the same thing. You we are now... First. We are up to, wait for it, 129 Instagram followers. Nice. And you know how many pictures we've sent out? As many, good, as less many, than many that. good points as you've made on this podcast. <laughs> zero. Um, I just told you you made a good point, so That's clearly right. I'm not telling the truth. So anyway, we're growing. Now, I will be uh, honest. I followed some caribbean tourist websites <laughs> like you know visit bahamas.com right.
1: and they followed us back and they followed us now oh, there you go hey whatever but who cares it a lot of people in the caribbean play tennis when you know kylie has 90 million or whatever is they don't say well three of those three million of those are you know <laughs> tourist websites and bots <laughs> uh yeah so we're on the way to catching
0: the jenners that's right all right i think that's it so tennis revolution pod on instagram tennis rev pod on twitter Follow both of those. Spread the word. We are continuing to grow, and when we get the podcast out on time, and uh, and and so keep helping us uh, do that and spreading the word. And uh, and until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys.